Chapter 12 of The Narrative of Sojourner Truth. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Narrative of Sojourner Truth by Olive Gilbert and Sojourner Truth. Chapter 12 Isabella's Marriage. Subsequently, Isabella was married to a fellow slave named Thomas who had previously had two wives, one of whom, if not both, had been torn from him and sold far away. And it is more than probable that he was not only allowed, but encouraged to take another at each successive sale. I say it is probable because the writer of this knows, from personal observation, that such is the custom among slaveholders at the present day, and that in a twenty months' residence among them, we never knew any one to open lip against the practice, and when we severely censured it, the slaveholder had nothing to say, and the slave pleaded that, under existing circumstances, he could do no better. Such an abominable state of things is silently tolerated, to say the least, by slaveholders, deny it who may. And what is that religion that sanctions even by its silence, all that is embraced in the peculiar institution. If there can be anything more diametrically opposed to the religion of Jesus than the working of this soul-killing system, which is as truly sanctioned by the religion of America as are her ministers and churches, we wish to be shown where it can be found. We have said Isabella was married to Thomas. She was, after the fashion of slavery, one of the slaves performing the ceremony for them, as no true minister of Christ can perform, as in the presence of God, what he knows to be a mere farce, a mock marriage, unrecognized by any civil law, and liable to be annulled any moment, when the interest or the caprice of the master should dictate. With what feelings? must slaveholders expect us to listen to their horror of amalgamation in prospect, while they are well aware that we know how calmly and quietly they contemplate the present state of licentiousness their own wicked laws have created, not only as it regards the slave, but as it regards the more privileged portion of the population of the South. Slaveholders appear to me to take the same notice of the vices of the slave as one does of the vicious disposition of his horse. They are often an inconvenience. Further than that, they care not to trouble themselves about the matter. End of chapter 12